This is Mom Squad Pod, your weekly update on tips, tricks, and all things parenting with Maureen Kyle. Should we be exposing our kids to? Should we have the TV on? If we want to watch 
the bombing. Let's just say that, you, I mean, every morning we're getting video of bombing coming in. Um, do you let your kids watch that? Do you expose your kids to that? And every expert I've talked to, I think sort of the exact age varies a little bit. What, how old can they be when they can even start to mm-hmm. um, have the maturity to filter world events through their own mind? And there's some people that say age five is a good way to start to expose them, but not engage them. And I hear between six and ten mm-hmm. is a good way, a good age that they can start to pay attention to what's happening in the world, but not watch news and images or be careful with those. And then, you know, another expert that I have in front of me is, she says age seven is when they can. So Mm -hmm. you have to gauge for your own family what exactly your child is okay with and what they can take in. But the best advice I've ever heard when it comes to, do you allow your kids to watch the news, um, you know, is, is take a cue from your child if they're scared but if they ask questions or they're bringing it up, what they're really asking you as a parent, if, you know, like, for example, when my daughter came to me and said, well, Russia's doing this, underlying all of that is the question, am I safe? Mm-hmm. Mom, Russia's, Russia's invading Ukraine. What she's asking me is, am I safe? Do I have to worry about this? Do you get that sense from your kids, and did you go through this when they were growing up? I think my kids right now, it's more of they are trying to learn of of what it is and so no not necessarily did I go through that about am I safe Mm -hmm. because a lot of times it was more they're so disconnected Mm. and what I want and what I mean by that is like oh I'm safe with Brianna and I know there's ten kids Uh and sometimes when you look at the news and and you see those bombings now we're a big Marvel family so (laughs) we love those superheroes they've seen footage like that but it's in the movies Mm -hmm. right and so one of the things that I want to let them know is like they don't have to Mm. overboard those people your age little kids your age and so what I'm looking to and talking with families is to talk to those little kids that are not safe right is to let them know to have compassion for those who are going through it and it's not just oh that's them over there because they're not that is a great point. <laughs> so now I think we're talking about two different camps. Mm-hmm. And there's the, um, there are the kids who are afraid that this is in their backyard. And then what you're bringing up is actually how I feel like I grew up, mm-hmm. where I feel so disconnected. I used to, you know, like hear about it, and I, I didn't relate it to my own life. And I remember uh, one of my favorite high school teachers, and I went to an all-girls high school. I went to Magnificat, and she would go, girls you live in a bubble. You mm. need to realize what is happening outside of your world. And that was, I mean, I was already in high school at that point. And it's funny you bring that up because I also want my kids exposed to what's happening in the world because I want them to know where, where we are, that there are people who need help, yes. that there are people who need compassion, that not everybody is living the exact same way we are, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how can we help? Right, and I think that we're in a position to do that, and you see people Mm -hmm. as we're doing stories uh, about accountability and about Mm -hmm. stepping up to help and how we can volunteer, how we can donate, and that's another way to teach our kids compassion and not to just, this is so scary, but I'm going to survive. Everything is good. There's peace in my home. I'm safe. 
over the years, I've also talked to experts about how do you get your kids involved when there's something. So to teach that concept, and now is a perfect opportunity with such a tragedy happening. We say it's a world away, we say it's so far away, but how many people do you know that either are from Ukraine or maybe it's somebody within your community that you've learned still has family over there? Um, it, it is happening to our community, uh, our worldwide community. So how do you get your kids involved? And um, when I've talked to experts before, they say make sure you're finding an activity that they can be involved but still be safe. So obviously yeah. in, this, in this way, we're not sending our kids into any sort of combat situation. Right, right. We're sending them close to a war zone. But when you think of um, even like giving back around the holidays or when you're thinking of like I want them to know that they're less fortunate, mm -hmm. how do we do that? A good way is um, to expose them to those dangerous routes is what I've always told. Some place where they can, you know, if they're at a food bank, um, where they can sort food and they can be involved and you can have that conversation with distance from from meat. Absolutely. Right, right. I think when I think about some of the the advice that you receive as you go forward in having mm -hmm. these conversations with your guys, uh, you know, it's very interesting because I said that's great when we ask them. Yeah. You know, and and just looking at that and like, hmm, these people actually do that. Mm -hmm. They went to work one day and then they go to church. Mm -hmm. There's or happens or what happens when or how do you talk to our kids if we're not there? You know, right. and how do you assure them in in mm -hmm. that when you do have to okay, that that's over in Ukraine, but what if something happens here? Like a tornado yeah. or things like that that could happen in northeastern Ohio. How do we walk them through that's that? That's a great piece because that we have brought that up with various psychologists over the years. And when something where, let, uh, you know, a hurricane hits your area or let's say, God forbid, you know, the United States is ever going through a situation mm -hmm. like that. Um, so, so first and foremost, um, talking about the distance, let's say your kids, let's start with this, that your kids are looking at what's happening in Europe, which really isn't that far away right. when you think but about it. But it, it feels like, like it's almost It feels like right. it. Right. I mean, we have a good amount of distance, but it's not that far away, and things are going to start to affect us here in terms of gas prices and supply chain issues and financially. You know, the, the world's going to go through a rough patch here, that's no doubt. Um, but you explain, you always explain the distance and the proximity to your kids is the mm -hmm. advice I always got from psychologists is you have, uh, and let's, uh, let's talk about this. Um, I know I did an interview in a situation where it was, I think it was kidnapped or something like that. Mm -hmm. And if your kids were exposed to that and, uh, you know, seeing that on the news, you explain to your kids, we live here. This is where that is happening or this is where that happened. If it is down the street, let's say it's something that is happening down the street. The advice I've always told is then you do tell them, this is what you look out for. You look out mm -hmm. for, you know, uh, um, I mean, I don't know which situation to say here, but let's start with the maybe there's uh, there was a predator and then it gets abused every day. You know, look out for, don't talk to strangers. You know, don't ever go in somebody's car. You don't. You don't go with anybody besides mommy, daddy, grandma, grandpa, whoever the adult is who's in charge. If it's a hurricane or a tornado situation that they see and they, they're disturbed by, that's the opportunity where you go through the plan of, okay, so if that does happen here, and you explain, you know, we're in Ohio, hurricanes 
don't happen to have weights. If there is a bed, for instance, uh, you go to the basement, you have this plan in place, um, here's the phone number to your local mm -hmm. fire department, here's what you would call, mommy's gonna be here with you, um, if something ever happens to mommy, here's the, I have a lot of friends that are landlines. Ooh, yes. Because that's the thing I used to call 911. We have, uh, that's yes. why I never got rid of our really? landlines. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I need to put that in. So you take them through the steps, but mm -hmm. um, always explaining the proximity of where the danger is. Um, is it, I always hear, is it possible and is it probable? And um, so. Okay, that's a good point. So is it possible here in the United States that we might see a situation? at a train station. I guess it can always be possible. Is it probable within the next couple of years? At this point, there's no indication that we are going to be attacked the way we came in. So you, as an adult, you go over that through your mind, and then you explain in whatever way your child is mature enough to understand, uh, no, honey, it's probably not going to happen. Okay. You know? I love doing podcasts with you because I always put myself in the position <laughs> of the student. Because I like, I always have a million questions. Because one thing that I think, I'm not sure if it's my downfall or it's just what you know mm -hmm. what I do is I tend to overthink because it's like, oh, well, what if this shouldn't be near the truth? You know, right. what if I did stop and keep them secret from me? But I think there are things that they can't understand, or yeah. that they shouldn't know, mm -hmm. or this may be what they are going through. So I'm not sure sometimes if, if any other parent like me would struggle with overthinking and telling too much. I like, think what do you do? Like, I what's think the best? that is, you going back to even what you said about the Marvel movies, and when you think about these video games that focus on Marvel Studios characters and taking in visuals that are very similar to real life skills, um, I think that think of like would you show your child a movie where there was a gruesome death scene um and you have to gauge your own child's maturity or uh what you would want them exposed to um you know if if your child is the type that is going to have nightmares because they saw a building on fire and they are now afraid that their life is going to be destroyed then you don't show them that if your child is older let's say you have a teenager and they're playing these video games where people are killed and it's very bright. I mean, these are so graphic now. Um, I've even asked various actors. I feel like we've done so many <laughs> video game stories right. over the years. Whether that's a good or bad thing, you they're just it exists to do these some, kind I know. of videos. Personally, I mean, I have girls. And I think I hate to stereotype, gender stereotype, because I know there's a lot of girls that play video games and um, there's a lot of boys that don't play video games, but um, I feel like boys tend to to err towards more gore video games. Um, what, what was it called? Why am I blanking on um, the, um, Call of Duty? Call of Duty and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I mean, I don't know if I'm ever going. I I haven't I haven't thought about what will I do when my son comes home Monday or this Wednesday or whatever. I'm sure Nintendo <laughs> Switch. I don't even know what that is. Oh, I thought I was gonna. Sorry. girl doll face you know that's what i can handle but um you know i i have to start to think about like my child do i want them exposed right. to death what is their um mental health and can they handle that 
uh, in there. Well, you have three. Yes. And I have two, and it's different for each child. Oh, yeah. So one can ha- <laughs> one might be able to handle more, and the other one might not. Mm-hmm. And so it's 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 so interesting trying to put those boundaries up when you have multiple children in yeah. the home. That that's why I love what you brought up because in my mind I'm thinking, oh, when you're exposing your kids to the news, mine are so young at this point that they are. I'm worried about nightmares. And then you're in the stage, which I'm not too far from, of I want to teach them compassion. So it's finding a balance within your own family because I know personally I don't want my children going into high school having no idea where Russia is and the backstory. I mean, if we ingrain this information in them now, they're going to be smarter about, uh, you know, world history when they get there because they're going to say, oh, I remember that happening i remember my parents talking about how can we help ukraine mm-hmm. you know so so i do want them exposed to the level of information because this is our history i feel like we're sheltering them from the world and making them think that their world is only your house and your neighborhood personally i don't know if i want that for my child yeah. um and I, and if you do good for you mm-hmm. and if you don't good for you um so i think then you have to start to think about where where do I set the boundaries of exposure mm-hmm. and then you're right it depends on the household mm-hmm. and um, one thing too is my kids go to a pretty diverse school and so even if you try to keep your kids in a bubble you can't control what they're exposed to right, when they're interacting with other people so for my you know my husband and I it's all like okay how can we help you think through what you just heard mm-hmm. and do you agree with that? Or here's what the values that you have in your household. When you leave, it's up to you to choose if you want to go back to your town, <laughs> you know? Yes. And so even with this situation, it was interesting because my, my son made a lot of friends. Well, made a friend who's from another country, another religion, another, you know, ethnicity, another culture. And I love it because I'm like, wow, he's learning a lot and he's becoming friends with everybody everybody that he hangs out with and spends time with that's great that's yeah. great um that's so great and uh, you bring up the again um looking for the balance of the information and the news and certainly i mean we've had conversations with adults especially <laughs> over the past few years usually what the kids are saying is coming what from their adults. parents tell them that's or right. somebody some someone that they look up to right as and said and <laughs> i think it's a, a good exercise for all of us to think about um there are facts mm-hmm. and then there's how you feel about those facts right and so you know if you're if your kid is coming home and they you know it, it's a very deep-seated in opinion you can say well here's the facts mm-hmm. and then here's how you can you know you can feel any way you want about that fact but like let's actually get the right information and you know what else is in there too it's the perspective yes absolutely. and it was like wow because i think i was watching network news and the reporter was really he interviewed someone and you could tell the tone mm-hmm. when he was talking he was in his 50s he had just got out of uh, training and there he was just saying looking at it from like a perspective totally yeah. not okay because of the trauma that they experienced and then he went on to share a story about you know like we reported recently i'm not saying this is correct or not this is just what yeah. we reported recently at this time, this reporting right now, 
was a million refugees from Ukraine. And so he shared the story about how his grandfather uh, left Russia and with the hope that he would return or establish his homeland, but he never did. And, you know, so it's like, I was like, wow, that's not necessarily an opinion, but it was a perspective to make it closer and like, damn, there's a million people that are just fighting from their homeland. You know, I I don't know no history. What would it feel like if in the middle of the night I just had to land, not only once you say hello, but the United States and if the possibility of you may never return or if your homeland ever returns is just a very big deal. You know, but, you know, it's funny you said um, um, that that you know, that 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 belief is so strong and that it's so and the person could go back and every life that history is just as as there. And I want to tell some of the people that I'm that I have in my eye and history is, you know, there's a there's a history makers. There's a um, there these are the moments that parents are communities are housed are the destiny of our future. Um, so that's something, you know, I think going back to what we were even discussing, put try and put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Like, I mean, yes, there's, there are facts, there's opinions, and perspective is a totally, I don't want to say separate, but that's a whole other realm where um, you're getting information, you're, you're having empathy for what somebody's going through, and you're trying to, okay, what is that event? And if you think of, like, if it's scaring you as an adult, um, and if it's giving you a bad vibe from the beginning, do you still repair that vibe? Mm. Do you think them through, hey, that could be us. <laughs> you might have to pack a bag in the middle of the night. You know, do you plant that seed in their head if it's not scaring you? And that's a good point that you, you brought there because, you know, I thought those things. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily, I was watching it, so I didn't necessarily say that to yeah. them at that time. And and I think that um, that difference is um, I think it's called mindset is the <laughs> <laughs> the overhearing. Um, but I, I think to myself, oh yeah, that's a conversation I need to have with my friends, mm-hmm. you know, and right. then remember that they're my kids, not my friends. <laughs> yeah. They're younger than me. They can't yeah. handle. They don't have that. But where 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 we're at is trying to train them yeah. to have that empathy, to train them to have those critical thinking skills, to know, oh. Can I, what's the, maybe run my dog, <laughs> you know, yeah. have to use that birthing strategy. Can that mom, because you were amazing, mm-hmm. you know, like, wow, um, I'm in that position yeah. for individuals. Yeah. And everyone could set up if you weren't trained. Right, and that's where I think the conversation, I would definitely find a way to say, okay, here's how you, here's how we can help. Because then yeah. maybe they start to think of, okay, if we were ever in that situation, I know people that have that situation. Mm. So that's big. Yeah. I mean, that's it, it's therapeutic. I mean, it might be therapeutic for an adult to feel like they're doing something. I mean, look at those ancient Egypt sacrifices. Yeah. And, like, oh, I mean, the, the babies that were in hospitals that are now in bomb shelters because yeah. they were just born, and so they're making, like, you know, makeshift nurseries, and some of them need extra special care, and you can see their engagement. Um, I know my girls looked at that and they said, what's happening with their babies? Like, that I had to teach my little kids that I'm like, you know, they're already born, they're in the hospital, they're getting the care they need, but it's not in the typical 
they can they they need to identify that person so i mean it's just walking in that room and having all those people there i need to walk there oh god you know it's just i'm I'm pulling on like what i've learned over the years in different situations and like the thing is like when when pastor sort of said this it was about one certain situation like i said i did that interview about uh, a kidnapping but what their advice applies to so many other situations but every situation is different and your kid is going to have a million questions and they're going to ask you a million different ways but underlying that they're they're asking you am i safe are we safe <coughs> are we going through this and then you say yes we're okay we can help that's your thing and then also you know just making sure that if they are asking questions maybe they don't know maybe you have to read into that a little mm. bit more if they're saying mom what's happening mom what's going on um you know why did russia bomb them and we don't you know their their curiosity might be coming from the answer to that yeah yeah so we could talk about this forever but hopefully uh, even just this conversation between friends hopefully that sparked uh, a few ideas in your own mind or maybe answered a couple of your questions you always welcome feedback but hopefully by the time we talk to you the next time on the mom's job pod things are a lot different uh you know for the better but danielle i appreciate your time it's always so good to talk to you get your perspective on Love things being here i tell you i have a little root down here <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have the monster over no, here. No, <laughs> not a monster, just a mom fumbling through life. Hey, so. we're doing it together. <laughs> I know, right? Well, thanks so much for joining us here on the Mom Squad Pod. We'll see you right back here next time. Thanks for listening to Mom Squad Pod with Maureen Kyle from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and on the WKYC app.